Yeah. We're recording. We are. Wow. It's been a while, huh? It's been a while. How are you? I'm good. It's good to hear your <laughs> voice in my ears this closely again. I know. We're right next to each other. We are. Actually, am I, are we going to fuck each other up? We might. Okay. Here. Well, our editor will have to deal with it. Yes, our editor. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that. Yeah. Paige, put it in post. Paige, yeah, fix this in post. I don't know how to do it, so uh, it's all you. Know. You'd you'd really help. I'm gonna move back to make Paige's life easier. Yeah, because I think we pick each other up, and then yeah. there's like a bit of an echo. That, and that's not what I want. It's not what you want. No. It's gonna fuck people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm back. You're back. Yeah. They tried to make me go to rehab. I said yes, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, I made myself go to rehab. Yeah, Michael went to rehab. Yeah. I appreciate the medical problem excuse though, because, and I was, I was grateful that I had, uh, I was living a life where people were like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I think that one of the first things that you said to me when we got uh, to do a phone call was like, I told you that I told people that you were taking care of medical stuff and you were like, I'm glad I have a believable yeah. Michael's in the hospital for a month that yep. nobody bats an eye. They don't even ask what's going on. No. It's just like, <laughs> they, yeah, we know. Okay. Or like they don't know, but they assume it's, you know, all yeah. your stuff. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I, I'm not going to understand it if you explain it. So, so thank you for yeah. giving me that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for once, it was not even really a hemophilia related mm-mm, issue. Mm-mm. I was technically hospitalized, but in, right. in a prison like scenario. <laughs> That was, uh, I would say, less fun than the hospital. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Uh, I went in there for opiates. Yes. Uh, Percocet specifically. Mm-hmm. Never touched the harder stuff. Sure. On intentionally, not to my knowledge. Right. Uh, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. You know. And that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Uh, my luck might be wearing thin here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll pop in there for uh, a quick month. Yeah. Uh, I was not told it was going to be a month. So that, you know, shocking. You're right. Right. Not what you want to hear. I thought maybe we'd get into the the logistics of going to rehab. Yeah. We kind of talked about this yesterday. Natalie was very sweet to drive to Ohio and be there the day I left. Yeah. Which I was wonderful. wanted to do that. Yeah. Which I very much appreciated. And you told me that very early on. So I had something to look forward to. Yeah. Because uh, it's boring. Yeah. Real boring. I bet. And annoying in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Of course. And thank you for keeping the podcast going. Yeah, of fuck's course. Sake. Of course. Nightmare. I had a fun time. Uh, Yeah, but my body's shitty, right? You're, it's bad. I have an excuse. Everyone's like, he's probably in the hospital. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, And so because it's bad, they give you pain medication for that sometimes. Right. Other And uh, occasionally people are like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep that going. Let's, Let's keep, keep that this going. party going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which I was one of those people for right, sure. Right, right, right. Very slowly. But it happened. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You just explained to me kind of your journey there yeah. before we started. And and that cleared a lot of stuff up for me. And and obviously you are you can get into whatever you would want to get into, but I, I think contextually understanding that you had a prescription for chronic pain. Yes. That then that's a very common story. Yeah. Right? yeah like that, yeah. that happens to a lot of people. Um, in this case, in your case, probably it's not over prescribing. No, it wasn't. But, yeah. But over prescribing is like a pretty big issue. Yes. Um, and it's really easy to get addicted to the shit. But I couldn't get them to over prescribe me. <laughs> and, and so I had, like to, I had to, I had to go outsource. elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that's no bueno. You no. don't want to do that. No. Uh, and then, yeah, we, 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 
I did want to contextualize it for you and I will for the audience as well because we didn't know you didn't know how much I was going to go into here yeah uh, but just saying rehab and leaving it at that is <laughs> not ideal. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously do whatever you want. Nobody has any right to any information about your life, but no. You know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So obviously, you know, drugs, you get a physical dependence on drugs. Sure. And then also, this is what fucked me up. My physical dependence wasn't too bad. When I went into this rehab, I did not have any withdrawal symptoms, except I was a little cranky. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to chill out and I like caught myself i realized very quickly that it's like oh no this is obsessive this is like compulsive behavior yeah yeah you didn't have as much control of yeah as you would have yeah 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 Yeah. and that's what addiction is and so i was like oh i need to go to one of those places yeah (laughs) yeah one of those places for people yeah uh and so i had that revelation kind of freaked out and then two hours later was doing my intake at a rehab facility yeah uh which is you know not the evening i was planning nor Certainly. I. We had no, nor you. I <laughs> called you right before. Yeah. Uh, and then we were going to interview Pete Holmes like five days later. Yeah, yeah. Which also wasn't a good feeling. I, <laughs> just as an aside. Yeah. I'm not. This is not in like a, a, a an I'm mad way, but I just am. I cannot believe I was in a position where I had to send an email to comedian and HBO star Pete Holmes <laughs> saying you can't be on my podcast because my co-host went to rehab. That is one of the most insane things I've ever had to do. Yeah, that's fun. I didn't tell him he went to rehab, but... Oh, you didn't? No, I oh. just said he had a medical issue. Oh, okay, okay, that's I fine. I CC'd you on the email. I Did you? I haven't I haven't checked. <laughs> I haven't... Uh, you didn't get that? I haven't cleared out my files yet, no. <laughs> yeah, I've been out for a day. Yeah. A day and some change. Yeah, and the first thing you wanted to do was podcast. Yeah, you know? I had to get back into it. Would you look at that dedication? I've been fucking, you know, hoping to podcast. Yeah, but you went there, you were doing intake... Yeah, 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 let me, guys, (laughs) let me tell you. In case you've never been to rehab. If you got to go to rehab, do it for sure. For sure. It's not as fun as you think. No, no, it's not like the movies. It's not like the movies. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not. Uh, And they don't tell you that. They don't. Now, I will say, I'm not going to mention the facility. Yeah, right. Uh, There are some weird practices that you know, we talked about them yesterday that are probably necessary in order to get people who need rehab to go to rehab. Right. So I call the place. Right. You call. And I say, I need to go to rehab. And they mm-hmm. said, what for? <laughs> and then I told them and they said, how long has it been since you've done drugs? And I told them and they were like, you're going to start puking and like, you know, co- having cold sweats in like 12 hours. You should get here. And I said, okay, can I smoke cigarettes there was my first question. And they were like, yeah, man, of course. You can smoke all the cigarettes you want here. Are you kidding? We're a rehab. <laughs> and then I said, can I call my mom and Natalie? And they said, I don't know who Natalie is, but <laughs> yeah, you can call your mom and Natalie. And they I said, said, you've never heard of the My Ex and I podcast. Yeah, it was like, I'm Michael yeah. Bishop. Come on. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you can do that stuff. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And then I went, uh, you, you can't smoke all the cigarettes you want. That's kind of how they made it seem. Oh, and I said, how long, how long uh, will I be requested to stay? Uh, and they said 21 days is usually how long you stay. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't true. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cigarette thing is true, but you're limited. You can't just go outside and smoke cigarettes when you want to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, and then phone calls, as you discovered, mm-hmm. you get 20 minutes of phone call a week uh ten, two 10 minute phone calls yeah. which isn't a lot no 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 especially when you're in a rehab or you have a loved one in rehab 
Yeah. That's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't learn this until you got out, but somebody was in the room for the phone calls and we were on speaker. That is correct. I had to put every phone call on speaker and I was not allowed to tell the person I was talking to that they were on speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a weird vibe. I definitely said a lot of cuss words in front of your therapist. You did. No, it wasn't always my therapist. Sometimes okay. it was some fucking lady. Okay. Uh, or a dude. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So you go into rehab, right? <laughs> They do your intake. They take your blood. When, how, what drug, how many, wh- when. What's going on. What's going on. Yeah. What other drugs. It, wh- who, who are sign, you? Moon sign. Moon sign. Yeah. What, what are your pronouns? They yeah. did legitimately ask me that. That's nice. Uh, that was very nice. Yeah. There's two people asking me a million questions. Uh, and then they say, okay, we, we accept. And then uh, you go into the bathroom and they give you scrubs. And I was like, I'm okay. Uh, and they were like, no, 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 it's you have to, standard yeah. issue, bro. You got to get naked to get into these scrubs and then we'll wash your clothes for you. And I was like, all right. And then they take everything. They they take your deodorant, if it has alcohol in it, your mouthwash, toothpaste. It's worth saying because of the deodorant, this is a facility that is not just for opiates. It's anything. It's a, anything. Yeah, yeah. Anything that you're recovering. Whatever you need. They yeah. got you. Yeah. It's mostly alcohol. Because that's a big problem. It's a big problem. And it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. People drink all the time. All the time. Some too much. Uh, and, you know? And yeah. And then uh, you're in scrubs. And then they take you into a room. And they- Hang and dong. Hang and dong, bro. No in, underwear. In the scrubs. I wear boxer briefs, mm-hmm. right? Contained. A, a nice compression. Yeah. Love it. You feel cradled all day. Absolutely. But, and you know what? And it protects other people. Because I'm cradled. Mm-hmm. I'm not hanging dong all day. Right. In scrubs. It's a very vulnerable situation. You're hanging down. You can't have it. And I have a go. weird body. Legs long, kind of skinny. What uh, what size pants are you? Are you a large scrub? And I said, I don't wear scrubs. <laughs> How and, am I to know? And they were like, do, you, oh. do I look like a phlebotomist to you? Yeah, exactly. And they were like, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they gave me scrubs that were like a little too small. Okay. Hanging down. Hanging down. And then I walk into a room. I see two twin beds. One of them is occupied. I have a roommate mm-hmm. in detox. Great. Now, the last thing you want when you're experiencing a detox and withdraw from a drug is a stranger <laughs> <laughs> sleeping four feet from you or trying to sleep. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, that should, that's private time Yeah. when you're thrown up and you're yelling and you're whatever. Again, I didn't even do that. So I was just kind of there to observe other people throwing up and not feeling great. Uh and that was a strange experience. I like my alone time all the time, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, big loner and big on my cell phones and my computers. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any of them. None of it. They took it all. No screen time. No screen time. And that's a very strange experience to be in a whole facility with like 32 other people who you have to be around 24-7 who also don't have their cell phones. Yeah. And are also getting off drugs, some for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it is... Uh, Quite the experience. And it's it's like jail. Yep. It's like jail. <laughs> you, you, what struck me was you, your days were very regimented. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I showed you my schedule yesterday. Yeah, it was like college, but. But kind of worse. Rehab. <laughs> but rehab, but like drug college. Yeah, it was drug The college. opposite. It's no drug college. No drug college. You wake up at seven th- from 7.30 to 8. You eat from 8 to 8.30. Smoke break, and then group starts at 9, and group goes all day until 8.30 p.m. And this is like group therapy sessions? Group therapy sessions, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally you'll see a therapist or a person pretending to be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) 
me and the doctor beef did not get along. <laughs> not a doctor. Let's not call not him a doctor. doctor. Let's call him not a doctor because he wasn't. He was a PA. Yeah. And all my medical people, that's for you. You know. Yeah. We should play the intro song soon. Oh yeah. Um, but. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard. <laughs> Is there a new intro? Listeners, uh, Michael hasn't listened to any of the episodes. No, I was saving them. Um, yeah, there's a new there's a new intro, and uh, we talked about this briefly, but uh, we are due for episode 100 of the podcast, My Ex and I. Yeah. While you have been gone, I've been doing a podcast within a podcast. Right. My friends. My and friends I. and I. We're gonna call this my friends and I number five. Yes. Because we're getting reacquainted. We we're getting reacquainted. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a month. Exactly. Uh, but. Because we have to, we have to plan something for episode. 100. I'm a new man. Yeah, we yeah, got, yeah. we got to figure something out, and we haven't had that much time. But going to rehab uh, and getting out wasn't enough. But that means that we're, um, we're gonna play the new theme song for, yeah. for this episode. Okay, um, and it's gonna happen right now. Get it? So that's it, huh? <laughs> Your chips are down, and you throw in the towel. I don't think so, because there's still one podcast out there that we can count on. Hey everyone. Hey folks. Hey everyone. What's up everyone? You're listening to my friends and I with Natalie and friends. Two people who have never dated and still don't. They talk about their lives, dating, relationships, basically everything else. But they're not professionals. They're just making jokes. Don't take anything they say too seriously. It's my friends. My podcast. Natalie can't stop talking and Natalie can't stop talking. They're talking talking friends for the rest of you. Why would you start a podcast with your friends? Because loneliness is that hard. Okay, great. All right. Um, we didn't. That was great. I loved it. We don't play it here. Oh, they they know that the people know that. Oh, that I didn't have it here for us to play because we don't have that. Paige puts it in post. Paige puts it in post. It's a different. It's a different recording structure. Is it because is it because you wanted to differentiate the podcast within a podcast, or because you didn't have access to the song? A little bit of both. Okay. It's a little bit of both. No, uh, Paige, Paige took your masterpiece of a theme song. Thank you. And put her own spin on it oh, for I us. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's great. My dog is barking. Lily. Sorry, my dog was barking. No, that's okay. Where were we? Rehab? We Theme song. I was telling you about the theme. Yeah. I think we covered that. Yeah. So back to rehab. Back <laughs> Re- to our okay. regularly scheduled rehab. Rehab program- programming. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, isn't enjoyable. Rehab programming. No. Okay, so you had group therapy and then smoke breaks and meal times. Yeah. 30 minutes to eat, 15 minutes to smoke. All very, very regimented. Yeah. They kept you on a goddamn schedule, which ultimately is good because other than that, you're just thinking about the fact that you're in rehab and you have 30 days left to do. And you're not on drugs. And you're not on drugs. Right. Which you like to do. Right. Uh, another part of the like the weird predatory practices that, again, I understand, but also are frustrating. Yeah. My second day there, I met with a case manager and she was like, okay, I know you were told probably you were going to do 21 days here. You're going to do 30 here and then we're going to ship you to Indianapolis for you to do another like 45 days. And I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. I don't, I really don't want to do that, mm-hmm. which they were cool with once they got to know me a little bit and kind of understood my situation. Uh, but a lot of people get stuck in that and then think they're going away for less than a month and end up going away for like two and a half months. Which is gnarly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's all groups, all dealing with that. You're around people constantly. You get new roommates in and out. Everyone's there for a different drug. You're getting, you got to go to, you got to get your meds as well. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little window. You sit in a high top chair. That feels kind of like the movies. It, that is like very much like the movies. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, I understand what this is immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit on this chair. They're going to give me a little plastic cup with meds and another little plastic cup with water. And then you take it. 
uh, and that's mostly for withdrawal symptoms. Uh, but oh, in the PA, we didn't talk. Oh, yeah, this fucking guy. <laughs> well, I wanted to say about the you know the regimentation and the the being around a, a bunch of people. Yeah, I it, it, it's so interesting to think about you in that environment because a you are like me, an only child, and very used to isolation. Yeah, and yeah. like to the point where you necess- you need it. Yes, and b. Uh, you don't really do a schedule. No, like you are not no, no, like no, no. a same time every day kind of kind of guy. Mm-mm. Do you think any of that's gonna stick? Mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Michael is a schedule anarchist. It just kind of happens when he feels like it happens. A hundred percent. I don't. <laughs> I woke up kind of reasonably early I today. I woke you up today. Sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, the only reason I was maintaining a schedule in there is because some person with an iPad would come over and say, it's breakfast time. Go to breakfast. Yeah. So maybe if I had that in my life. A uh, a mommy. A mommy. But left to my own devices, no fucking way. Uh, I don't want to do it. Right. I want to eat when I'm hungry. And I'll I'll take as long as I damn well please to eat. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, The food wasn't great either. But, you know, you're serving a lot of people. I get it. It's hospital food, basically. Um, the PA, right? That was another question I asked before I went in was, is there a doctor on the plane? Because for you, you know, it's always exciting on the plane. Fuck off. (laughs) It's always exciting to connect with a new doctor. I Mm -hmm. I would think because like you are such a medical mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I would think if you were a a true student of the medical science and I can answer your questions and you had the opportunity to puzzle over this mosaic of a man. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you just relish that opportunity? You would think so. It would be a professional highlight. Fix me, please. But this motherfucker. (laughs) This useless motherfucker. So during my intake, they were like, any medical issues? And I said, all of them. Uh, I was like, yeah. So I explained it all. And then they said, any surgeries? And I was like, do I have to? And they said, yes, please. How long do you have? I had to list all my surgeries. Nightmare. Then I get in to see the pa i'm not gonna call him a doctor because no. he doesn't deserve it he doesn't fucking deserve it the next day and he was like boy i had to i googled hemophilia and i was like <laughs> the, oh, first <laughs> of all <laughs> we're starting on the wrong foot he was like i had to google hemophilia and then i had to explain why that wasn't sufficient right <laughs> yep here's uh, your first mistake here's your first mistake yeah you needed to keep googling <laughs> uh and you know he was trying to help, but he basically, in our first meeting, was like, I don't really have shit to say to you, kid. Like, I, I don't know what what I can do for you, uh, but good luck. And I, I was just like, we, we, we didn't like it. He couldn't even, he couldn't even fucking <clears throat> fake it. No. So what he did was he called my hematologist, who's a doctor, and he asked him, hey. he said, hey, I'm a rehab man, and you're, I got your boy here, uh, and he hurts. Thoughts? And the doctor was like, I guess he could take this ANSAID, which is uh, an anti-inflammatory pain medication that thins your blood. He was like, I would recommend this one because it's not, it's low platelet inhibiting, meaning it's not going to thin his blood too bad. And the the PA just said, that's, stop talking. I know all I need to know. And for those of us at home. Yeah. We've mentioned hemophilia on this podcast, but mm-hmm. in case you don't have the context to know, Blood thinning, not what you want. Blood thinning, not what you want. Blood blood, thinning, blood too thin. Blood too thin already. Yeah, yeah. Bleed. Bleed bad. Too much. Don't don't thin the blood. Right. Thicken. Thicken it. 
Make it curdle up in there. And so I never spoke to my hematologist, but this gentleman did. He relayed this information to me and I said, that sounds like a bad idea. And he said, listen, man, your hematologist said it, so we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I started taking this medication every day. Now, at this time, I was also having a bit of an internal bleed in my knee. So I was doing my medication a lot on a mini fridge in the nurse's office. And I think that counteracted any negative side effects, but then the knee bleed went away. So I stopped doing my factor and then my leg blew up. To like twice this, like my calf blew up to twice the size as the other one. My left one did, mm-hmm. uh, which has never happened to me in my life. And it wasn't a bleed. It didn't hurt. It was just blood. Just a lot of it. Just a lot of blood uh, inside. And I went to the nurse and I said, um, I got a, I got a, I got a thing going on. And they were like, they were like, that's, yeah, I don't know what that is. And I said, can you fucking talk to somebody, please? Anything? Can you do anything? Because I I know what to do when a bleed happens in my joint or my muscle. You, you inject factor. Mm-hmm. And then it forms a clot. And then the clot dissolves. When it's just loose blood, I don't know. Do I send a clot there? Because it's loose. It's not contained within a joint or muscle. These are questions I'm asking myself and out loud to nurses. And they're like... That's a real head scratcher, man. I don't know. And I said, "Get, can you talk to the fucking the guy?" And he said, "I don't know." Oh God. And I went. I went. He was like, "Come into my office." I sat down and I says, "This is what's happening." Because I had all day to get angry and formulate my theory as to what was happening. And I said, "This is what's going on." And he said, "Your hematologist said it'd be okay." And I said, did he say it would be okay when I had a bleed and I was treating all the time or for every day? And he said, I don't know. And I said, I hate you. Yeah. God. (laughs) Uh, Fuck that guy. Yeah, I was upset. So I told him to fuck off and I called him an idiot and I told him not to talk to me again. So we didn't speak (laughs) for the rest of my stay. Yeah. Uh, And I stopped taking that medication and just kind of, you know, free balled it the, the rest of the way. Which is just like fucking once again, it must be so discouraging to have to to be smarter than all the doctors that you meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But usually I'm not stuck with them and I right. can be left to my own devices, which obviously aren't w- weren't the healthiest. But sure. I could kind of figure shit out. But he, I was living with him pretty much and yeah. he was my only recourse. And so... The angrier I got at him, the more helpless I felt. But ultimately, when I told him to fuck off and go away and not talk to me again, which he respected. <laughs> Great. Uh, he's supposed to talk to you every day. Didn't talk to him for like 25 days. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, but that was nice. And I just kind of kept my head down and did the rest of my time trying to learn as much as possible and then tell myself I'm going to worry about my medical issues later. Yeah. But that's not what you want. <laughs> nope. No. No, it's not. And later is now. You have some follow-ups planned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a therapist, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. That was uh, another critique I had of the establishment. Um, not great therapy, but I have a therapist appointment and a pain management appointment. I don't know how the pain management appointment is going to go. I don't think he has a lot of options for me. Yeah. But we'll see what he says. 
oh, the doctor also said, I don't really have a lot of options for you. Man, if you only could have kept it cool with the, <laughs> the which, opiates. Which, I, if anybody out there knows a number that I can call yeah. to like get this guy's license revoked or what the fuck ever, please let me know because that's completely inappropriate. It was so bad. And um, I would like to go full white woman on his ass. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. I would love to see it. That feels that would feel good. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's like jail. You can't leave. Uh, there's you know some fat guy walking up and down the halls yelling "detox, smoke, break" to let you know you can go outside and smoke a cigarette. You can't. You don't have your cigarettes, obviously, because then you could just be smoking them whenever you wanted. They put them in a big tub with your name on them, and you go out. You form on an the order. box, not on every individual cigarette. No, yeah, on the box. That would be silly. You form an orderly line. They take your box out. They take your a cigarette, one cigarette out for you, hand it to you, hand you a lighter. You have to light it very quickly and hand the lighter back and then go sit down, uh, which is not how I'm used to smoking cigarettes. No. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Who would? Who would? No one did. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, I know you made a lot of friends. I know you can't really talk about specific people, yeah. um, but you, you were able to like find some community, make some connections. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do bits. Do bits. I waited, but I did have to wait like 20 days for someone I could really do bits with. Were they more fun to do bits with than me? They were not. I would have loved to have you in rehab. <laughs> that would have been so much fun. <laughs> I was, there would be days where I would be like lonely or just like not wanting to talk to the people around me. And I would think about a friend of mine who I will not name, who could probably benefit from rehab. And I would just think like, man, I hope today's the day. <laughs> that Come he, on, man. That, get in yeah, here. get in here, bud. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're gonna be having so much fun because uh, you know a lot of a lot of the people were repeat guests, mm -hmm. and some of them had stayed with each other before. And yeah. I was always jealous of that camaraderie, like, oh, a familiar face, oh, I know fun. you. Hey, bud, you're back. Me too. Uh, you know, <laughs> like that's, summer camp. It seemed nice. <laughs> no, but in 30 days, I had four separate roommates, mm -hmm. all doing different drugs, all different ages, all with different tastes in television. Sure. Uh, which you is did have a television with Netflix in my room. That's fun. Well, <laughs> but I'm not the kind of guy that's like, we need to fucking watch Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I always just left it up to my roommate to decide what we were watching. And it was always a mistake. Yeah. But I'm pretty passive and easygoing. So I'm not going to like, can you turn that shit off, man? You know, that's not going to be me. Maybe you should have. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I was also very conscious of the fact that like, Everyone I was interacting with was also in rehab. Right. And I didn't want to make their rehab stay worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're also, they're dealing, they're feeling exactly how I'm feeling. Nobody else was extending that courtesy <laughs> to you, though. <laughs> and that's, that's what you do. I'm sure they would have. But, like, I was just like, hey, man, watch whatever you want. You know, fuck me. <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing. Don't worry about me. No, it, it wasn't quite that bad. It was just genuinely, it was literally me weighing in my head like, I bet I hate this less than they would hate Seinfeld, you know? <laughs> no, and so, loves Seinfeld. Well, you'd be surprised. They're all no, young. they don't. Yeah, they're all young. I had really? one roommate that liked Seinfeld. Yeah, most of them were younger than me. Interesting. No one was my age. There was like one person that was my age. They were, And then they were either like 20 to 25 or 55 plus. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know. It's fun to guess. Yeah. <laughs> guess your age, guess your drug. Guess your drug. Yeah, that that was that was enjoyable. You said somebody thought you were in there for alcohol? 
alcohol and uh she was like i always like to try to guess like what you're in here for and what your favorite music is and it was someone that worked there and she said alcohol and creed <laughs> and i the best burn could not have been more upset the best burn on michael and she was like a cool young person yeah, and i was yeah. like fuck what <laughs> no i'm cool <laughs> i'm cool get out of here um yeah but it was a time it was a time oh i wanted to say something you guess what drugs they're using? Oh, one thing I noticed is you could tell the addicts from the alcoholics by how they handed you a lighter. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you wouldn't have to give it back to the person distributing the cigarettes. You could just hand it to the person behind you. Uh, this is a very visual gag. Yeah. But an alcoholic will just hand you a lighter like a person, like just straight arm extended, you know, holding a lighter like you would like you just lit a cigarette right an addict will palm it and keep it down here you know <laughs> so that's on the as if they're giving you drugs yeah yeah and i i remember that happening and then assuming that person was in there for not alcohol and i was correct <laughs> yeah addicts are cooler i guess is what i'm saying yeah yeah that's, which is probably true yeah that's the, the team you're on you know yeah yeah oh yeah 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 and then you that that was a that got old real quick the hi i'm michael i'm an addict mm-hmm. and then you say Hi Michael. Hi Michael. And, and then I talk, and then I say, can, I, "Can we recreate the really good joke that I made yesterday?" Yes, yes. I, do you want to say the punchline? No, no, no. You you introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Natalie. I'm an addict. Hi, Natalie. Not anymore. <laughs> That's really good. It's really good. Like, that was the moment where I was like, "Man, she would have killed him." Why yet. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have done that? It's right there. Yeah, I don't know. Your brain's a little foggy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> you know, you weren't that quick. I wonder why. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, that got real old. That the introduction, and then you, when you're done speaking, you say, "And with that, I'll pass." And then everyone says, "Thank, thank you, Michael." Thank you. Michael. In unison, but then the funny kids held on and said, "Thanks," at, you know, afterwards. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's as funny as you get, man. Yeah. I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> but we're glad to have you back. Happy to be back. Uh, how was your experience? <laughs> This was another reason we wanted to make this in my friends and I, because we uh, didn't think this portion of the conversation would be, you know, our normal steez. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I didn't, I didn't, none of this is really our normal steez. Because mm. we're not, we didn't plan, I, and this might not go that long. Yeah, that's fine. We're just kind of feeling it out. Um, You know, I feel a lot better, especially after the conversation that we had earlier. Um, oh, good. Yeah. I think the hardest part of it for me was that there was just so much I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um especially especially There were there were things that I knew, but I I told you that when you called me and told me that you were going that like one of the first feelings that I felt was blindsided yeah. and then guilt that I was blindsided for like maybe I had just not paid attention when yeah, you were yeah. telling me things and maybe I should have not been as surprised. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just feel like there was so much I didn't know. And then it was also just like losing my best friend for a month. Yeah. And, you know, we had had a, we talked every day. We had done a podcast together every month for two years. That yeah. was very weird and bizarre. I was, I went, I and, you know, I have to preface this with, all of my feelings I've been talking through with my therapist, I feel very supported in my feelings and they're not your responsibility at all. Yeah. 
And I also know that my feelings are not like a reflection of reality and I'm not telling you them to like accuse you of things. I'm just telling you them because that's how I felt. I was mad sure. that it had gotten to a point where you had to like leave. I felt abandoned. Yeah. Um, it actually, I, there was a night where it like, it kind of reminded me of how it felt like when we broke up, it was just yeah. like, a lot of bad circumstances and yeah, everything was going the best way it could. It was the best thing that could have happened, but it still sucked and I felt really left behind. Yeah. Um, I felt like, I felt like I, I had a, a, a duty to keep the podcast going, but I knew that it wasn't going to be as good or as like true to what it was without you and yeah so that's why i, I kind of wanted to do my own thing um yeah it, it was it was difficult and that were the all of those feelings were it, it, it was like obviously my prevalent feeling was i'm so happy that you're doing this i'm so happy that you made this choice i'm so happy that you're getting help like that was the primary feeling but there was nothing that I could do about that feeling. And so then I just had everything else running in the background. Yeah, yeah. And just circling through those the whole day and wanting to talk to you about it because you're just the person that I talk to about things. Yeah. And not being able to. And then, you know, I, I thought a lot about how this trip was going to go. Yeah. And if things were going to feel different, I feel a lot better after Good. today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it, it, it was a lot of new feelings that I've never had to feel before. It was a lot of wondering if I had been deceived to any extent, mm. um, and feeling weird about that. But ultimately, yeah, ultimately I think all of those are normal feelings. Yeah, and, for sure. And especially after today, I'm just, I'm just happy you're okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I've been. Yeah, that the a frustrating part of the 10 minute phone conversations was not being able to ask you how you were doing and allowing time for a proper response to that. Yeah. And also I'm sure you wouldn't No. Yeah. There yeah. was no way that I was gonna be able to yeah. to work through that with you on that phone call. And it wouldn't have been the appropriate time or place. No, I guess it wasn't. Not. And I'm glad I didn't. Um and I'm glad that I had, you know. I had Paige and I had all of the friends that yeah. I did episodes with and I did have a support system to catch me and I had my therapist to help me, you know, talk about my feelings. And I had, you know, your mom, I, I really appreciated keeping in touch with her and getting updates and Ryan checked in with me a lot and yeah. it was, it was okay. It sucked. I don't want to do it again. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure. You don't either. No, certainly not. So. Yeah. yeah. That's very, that's very interesting. Well, thank you for being so supportive throughout this entire thing. Cause I know I knew that that was very shitty and it was going to be very shitty, which made it hard, obviously. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. No one knew, which is weird, especially when you have a relationship with somebody where you are so open and you share everything else. Yeah. But I think that's how it snuck up on me. And I think that's how it sneaks up on a lot of people is you kind of don't realize what a big thing you're hiding yeah you know yeah you're like no this is just like i'm just doing my thing you know like i don't tell her when i go to the grocery store either you right. know yeah and that 
that was another thing I was dealing with, which was like, I, I feel I feel blindsided. I feel deceived that I didn't know all this shit. But also, Michael doesn't know everything I fucking do. He doesn't yeah. know me this information. Why am I getting upset over information that I am in no way entitled to? Right. It was a complicated thing to be dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Because my mental was the, the process of realizing this is obsessive and compulsive and leaving was like 48 hours. And it, it made me feel a lot better when you said that because I think while you were gone, I kind of had this idea in my head that like it had been extreme for a lot longer than I had known and you had kept it from me willfully. And yeah, when, yeah. When, and I didn't want to tell you that until I heard, you know, what what you had to say for leading up to it. Yeah. And hearing you say that like, hearing you describe the realization hitting you yeah made me feel a lot better yeah because it good. made me understand that like you you were not misrepresenting yourself to me yeah I, I hope I don't think so yeah I don't think so and I didn't think so but I was just like you you never know when you don't have those answers and you're not able to have that conversation and yeah so I'm in I'm in my mind trying to wanting to and trying to think the best of you but also having to consider the worst possible yeah yeah. Is that where you thought maybe things would be different yeah. this trip? Yeah. 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 That yeah. That would have been that would have made rehab a lot harder if I <laughs> if I knew I had that hanging over me and was, yeah. was going to have to have those conversations when I got out. But it genuinely because I also never got fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I I think that that was a distinct that at the beginning of my rehab stay that was a difference that I kind of like I had a little bit of pride around that mm -hmm. and. Uh, but that's a slippery slope because then you can use it to minimize your addiction compared to everyone else's. Yeah. Because everyone would talk about blackouts. They would talk about ODing. They would talk about all these things. And it was like, I don't not remember d days or like like any moment, I don't think. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I was never, uh, uh, the dragon wasn't that big. You know what I mean? Right. But, but, and that, but that's how it snuck up on me too. Yeah. yeah which is, which, made it really sh shitty and made it a blindside i think for mo for everybody in my life yeah. i'm pretty sure like no one knew no which is weird and that also didn't hit me until i was in there too and i was kind of reflecting on things where i was like oh fucking no one knew i was doing this yeah yeah you know like everyone knew i had a prescription but like no one fucking I didn't tell anybody I was, you know, making runs and copying like never, 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 never. The only person that knew that was the person I was going to, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which is, that's a weird thing to do to yourself. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and I, I, I can't remember if we, we said this on the recording or if it was just from our conversation earlier, but for, for context, like, yeah, I had tried to like, I realized it was like more than I wanted to be doing, you know? And so I tried to back it down, but I couldn't. And that, and then I was like, oh shit, that's an issue. And then mm -hmm. th honestly, I said 48 hours earlier, but it was like fucking 10 hours I was in rehab. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh shit, that's something I told you earlier. Like some wires got crossed. Yeah. Like that's, that's no good. Yeah. And then in the clink. In the clink. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic pillows. Yeah. You were saying that. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that's annoying, dude. <laughs> And my feet hang off twin beds, which oh, I don't like either. Yeah. Uh, but that's all right. Anyway. <laughs> they, you're, you're saying they didn't have the amenities you would have no. wished for? <laughs> Not even a swimming pool. Not even a swimming pool. Nothing. Jesus. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get a Red Bull in there to save my life. Oh, wow. Or iced coffee. It's fine. <laughs> I deserved it. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, yesterday you were kind of describing some of the bummers of being in rehab, and, <laughs> and your mom was like, "Oh, how?" And I was just like, "Good." Natalie was like, "I was hoping it would have been worse." To be honest with you, <laughs> no sympathy for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, nor. Nor should you. But also to take a moment for the addicts in your life. Uh, no one wants to do that. Yeah. No one wants to lie to people. No one wants to fucking fuck around on their friends. No one wants to burn any bridges. Yeah. It's it's a separate brain that's working mm-hmm. overdrive in, in your brain. Yeah. Uh, and so for anyone with an addict in their life who has been hurt, that it ain't them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it genuinely is not, which sucks. And they know that. Yeah. That's kind of what scared me about that that moment that led to me going was like, oh, it's stronger than I am. Like, you know, like I th- I know this is wrong, but I would be gone and back to my house before I thought about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like, that's fucking weird. And it does not matter how much you love somebody or how strong you are or how open you are with somebody like it just slips by. It's it's like you can't even grab the thing to show it to somebody, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, which is weird. And I th- that's part of the process of recovery is like learn kind of learning how to show it to somebody. Yeah. But ultimately. You, you kind of can't describe it. Yeah. And so I'm not going to try, but <laughs> but yeah, that's that that is part of the frustration. And I think the isolation too which is why they fucking put you in groups all day with other addicts because most of them aren't living with other addicts or constantly surrounded by other addicts so they you kind of need to hear each other say shit that you want to say you know yeah which which happened a lot again everything's a different beast and it all kind of manifests differently but ultimately it's true for everybody something something happened you know and it's it's often trauma. It's often whatever. I kind of broke my shit down of like wanting to feel normal and not mm-hmm. wanting to feel how much my body had degraded over the years from my hemophilia, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is true, you know. Uh, and I think you kind of code it in different ways. Uh, with alcohol, especially, you act like, oh, this is, I'm partying mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, that's the classic. And people, even who aren't addicts but use drugs casually, but know that alcohol or whatever gives them some relief from stress or whatever, you know, have a little bit of this where they'll say like, Oh, I'm just going to have fun when they know what, you know, inside what they're doing. But to the outward world, they're like pretending to party. And that, that happens, I think with every drug. Yeah. And I was never, I was kind of a square other than those. Yeah. You know, like I didn't drink. I've been, I been drunk maybe twice in my life. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't do Coke anymore then no, I, I i i've done coke before but like i didn't nothing else grabbed me because mm-hmm. i i didn't think i was looking for that right but i kind of found it another way which is you know well, again why it snuck up on me and and that's we were talking about this earlier that's pretty uncommon mm-hmm. and the you know the ability to do things the way that you did them is uncommon because you had, you know, yeah. money and yeah, yeah. resources. And uh, I think it was really interesting what we were saying about how like people's addictions tend to go from like zero to 60 because yeah. they get one thing once they can't access it anymore. And so they're, they skip to something like heroin, or yes. something that is yeah, more yeah. easily available to them. Yep. 
Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but mine was so it was so gradual. It was the slowest burn I've ever heard. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like over 14, 15 years. Yeah, and usually it's like if an addict is an addict, it happens you'll, you'll pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're never a casual drinker, typically. Right. You know, obviously that does happen sometimes, but like typically shit progresses a lot quicker. And and so I do think there's also value in me talking about it because because yeah. I would hear other people talk about their shit and think I'm not there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like Harris Harris Whittles was one of my favorite writers and comedians who has a great episode of You Made It Weird. Uh, Pete, please come on the podcast. Um, <laughs> And he talks about like how, yeah, he casually used Percocet, jumped to heroin, and then ended up overdosing and dying a couple years later from heroin. And I don't, I I would listen to that and just be like, oh, I haven't made that step yet. So I'm not done. Like I'm not right at a place where it's endangering my life in any way, but yeah, it certainly was. You're, you're kind of fucking around out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't take drugs from people. Don't take drugs from anyone who isn't a pharmacist. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure it's got a sticker on it. And sometimes that. <laughs> sometimes yeah, not even that. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I was telling you that I was, you know, one of the things that I tried to busy myself with while you were gone was learning more about like the history of opiates. And yeah, um, there's an amazing episodes of the podcast. There's an amazing episode of the podcast Sawbones about the history of opiates. Um, but one of the things that I that really stuck out to me and that I remember is that um, if you are prescribed something for long-term chronic pain, you have a one in four chance of developing an addiction, Yeah, which is bananas. Yeah. Yeah. We really don't know how to prescribe this stuff. No. Uh, And, and there also is an unanswerable problem behind all of that too. Like again, I think there's value in sharing kind of the trajectory I went on, but I, I also like, for other hemophiliacs, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know if it works for you good, uh, but watch it. You know what I mean? Like, watch out for that slow fucking burn because right. it it uh, is still burning. You know what I mean? And and could go somewhere that you don't want it to. I read something once. Every now and again, I will check in on my marijuana use. Yeah. And yeah. just like, you know, just check in with myself about it and how do I feel about it? Um, and I read something once when I was doing that that was like, if you want to take a break from something and you can't, yeah, you're not in control of it. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people talk about the physical dependence. Marijuana isn't going to make you physically dependent. Right. Uh, you're you're not going to have withdrawal symptoms if you stop. Right. I didn't have withdrawal symptoms when I stopped. Yeah. You but know what the, I mean? But the 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 compulsion, yes. the action of it, the routine and the habit of doing it yeah. can sometimes be just as grabbing. For sure. And there and there is something to be said about having a compulsion for something that is not illegal or dangerous, mm-hmm. but you know, it's still okay. Yeah, it's still okay if you want to check yourself on that shit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz that's just, never I just think it's interesting that like you like and that goes for anything in your life. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't if you can't stop and you want to, mm-hmm. maybe pay attention to that. Maybe pay attention to that. Yeah, for sure. It's true. But I am like house. Yeah, a lot of house comparisons. Mm-hmm. Even there was even a guy in there who did rapping like Lin Manuel Miranda. Exactly. That's awesome. You know. So that's kind of me. That's kind of you. 
You could start solving medical mysteries. Probably. I'll do something. A diagnostician. I bet you'd be a better doctor than that fucking PA. Oh, I probably could be. You know? Yeah. Maybe I'll look into that. Maybe you should. <laughs> Sir, what are your credentials? <laughs> I've uh, been to rehab like house. I thought it just made sense narratively, too. You know what I mean? Like, over the course of my life, a rehab stay seemed like it fit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I believe that about you. Like, well, was I never going to go to rehab? <laughs> That doesn't seem right. Come on. It's Michael. Of course I'm going to have a story about the 30 days I spent in rehab mm-hmm. when I was 30. Yep. 30 for 30. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful verisimilitude. Yeah. Wow. Good word. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what are you, Um. you know. So what else is up? <laughs> you. Just... <laughs> no, no. You just got out of rehab. Yeah. We're about to start a new year. Yeah. We're about to hit 100 episodes. Yeah. It, you know, it's a full moon in cancer right now. I did not. Uh, I hope it gets better. It, <laughs> it feels like a door is opening and, uh, you know, what's on the other side of it for us? Yeah. I'm going to have a lot of more free, a lot more free time. Yeah. Uh, not that I didn't have free time before, but my brain was otherwise engaged typically. Yeah. It was like. It's it's funny. I think a lot of like you can read a lot about uh, like uh, musicians in the 80s who did heroin who were like, no, I need heroin to make music. But then they would do heroin and then they'd just go to bed. You know what I mean? It was a lot of like, I can't write yet. Uh, like You know, like I've been wanting to write something for a really long time. Uh, I need to feel comfortable to do that. I'll go get this. But then it's like, I. Uh, the clock's ticking on this that I just buy. I better like, you know, better get some food, relax, watch yeah. that Netflix show I wanted to watch, whatever. And then, you know, it's it's five years later. So, you know, I think I think <laughs> <You're in rehab. laughs> yeah. I think having a lot of that like creative energy back is gonna feel great. Also, again, I never got fucked up, but I it feels different, my brain. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I I don't I don't ever feel like I never felt uncomfortable driving a car. I don't think if I got pulled over a cop wouldn't have been able to tell like or anything. Mm-hmm. I I was never doing the nods yeah. uh, as you say. Yeah. Um but like I I still feel much more clear-headed and like I think the difference is thoughts hit me now. Like inspiration hits me now mm-hmm. rather than me really trying to chase it all the time or like forcing myself to do something. Mm-hmm. It'll some like it felt like I was in college when I was like, you know, on, on on a creative writing crunch and like something would just pop out pop out at me and I would have to write it down, you know. You're gonna you're gonna be so much more fun to play D D with now. Yeah. So like that shit's back I told you my memory's way better. Hell yeah. That shit's back and so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm kind of excited to see where it takes me. But ultimately trying to write some shit. Going to do a lot of shit for this podcast, hopefully. Hell yeah. Uh, like some bonusy things as well as as probably prepping more for these episodes. Yeah. And like, you know, I think I think I'll just have a lot of extra energy to expend into creative stuff, which is what I've wanted to do forever, you know. And, you know, if you don't. That's also okay. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. 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 I think that, you know, I want whatever happens now to be about, for both of us, uh, staying healthy and staying safe and staying happy. And I think that a lot of that is going to come from refocusing on the kind of work that makes us happy. But I think a lot of that is also just going to come from 
not setting ourselves up to not not setting expectations for us that we can't reach and disappointing ourselves. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like, and that's not to say that I don't think that you're going to do everything that you want to do, but I want you to know that if you don't, that doesn't mean that you failed. Thank you. At, yeah, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I appreciate that. I hope I articulated that. You did absolutely. The way that I to. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, but I do need to do something because they tell they teach you you got to have your coping skills. So when you feel like you want to use or go do something, you got to do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something else. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I'll I'll need to point this this energy somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we have a we have a a mighty audience. Yeah. A humble mighty audience. They're cool. I appreciate it. Or really cool and who've given me such good feedback about um the my friends and I episodes. Thank you all so much for that. I really really appreciate it. It was a hard time for me as you now understand. Um and I really needed an outlet. I needed to maintain my routine um and have an outlet for my creativity and um you know those and to, to you know Austin and Paige and Sibo and Zach, uh, you coming and hanging out with me and doing an episode of my podcast while I was going through this uh, means the world. Yeah. So. You guys are killer. Yeah. And Natalie, thank you for doing all that shit. Thank you. Good God. When I, I, I didn't have a lot to have, of time to think before I left, right? right? And I didn't talk to you for a while. Yeah. Because uh, my phone calls were limited. And so when I did call you and you told me what you were doing for the podcast, I like, a weight came off my shoulders that I did not know was there. You yeah. know what I mean? I was just like, oh, she, it was not only that you were keeping it going and that there wasn't this weird blackout we were going to have to explain, but it was also just like, oh, she feels like she can do that, which, which made me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it felt like it was mine in a way that, I mean, we've joked about the fact that like it just like you do the editing and it was your idea. Yeah, you yeah. asked me to do this and it feels like your podcast. But like I have had a little bit of a complex about that. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be. I just sit here and talk good. I wouldn't do this without Michael. Like Michael's the brains behind the operation. And I don't oh, think, that's fucked. I, well, no. I yeah, mean, no, I understand. And that was my own thing to to deal with. But now I I don't feel like that as much. Good. Like I feel just as capable without you. So yeah. And I also was guilty of, I realized this, I forget when it was, but I was scrolling through our clips and I was like, oh, a lot of these are my bits. And it's only because I would remember yeah. saying something. Yeah. You know, cause you yeah. like, you remember, you remember the dingers that you hit more yeah. than the ones that you watched fly over your head. Well, I think of it as like, I remember, I would hear those and be like, oh, he remembered when I laughed. Yes. Like, that's true too. That's, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that that's how I always felt about it. And also you I feel like when we listen back to to these, I'm paying more attention to me. I'm listening oh, to Oh, sure. More. Yeah, you yeah. Cuz you're just cr more critical. That's just what humans do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I yeah. So you I'm, understand. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I I think uh it's been a time. It's been a time. That's true. Yeah. And thank you for sticking with me through it. Of course. You I, and I have a lot of good people in my life, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I, I didn't tell anyone else, you know, yeah. like I called you. Obviously, my mom knew because I needed a ride. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I know a lot of people felt fucking weird, like not knowing and mm -hmm. like I abandoned them. You used that word earlier and mm -hmm. like that really 
weighed on me while I was in there, kind of. It's my mom watching TV. Oh. <laughs> uh, not getting emotional or anything, mom. Go ahead. Um, uh, <laughs> that really weighed on me when I was in there. But I do, I do want to assure everybody that I was abandoning you temporarily, so I didn't forever. You yeah. know, like that. That was kind of the crux of the decision, and I wouldn't have done that had I not uh, loved everyone in my life so much, which. Uh, the the list begins with you and is uh you know made around your placement on that list so and i knew that and i knew you would never do anything to intentionally hurt me but i still had to deal with those feelings oh for sure and i did and, and i then, had time to do so yeah and you can hit me if you want i just I once not. <laughs> <laughs> I already, i've hit you with a pillow like several times this that's weekend. true because listen i've been hanging out with michael and his mom this whole weekend and michael's mom's instinct is to fawn over him and tell him how good he looks and tell him how yeah. good he's doing which is great that's what moms do sure. my job i've been the foil i gotta keep him humble he looks yeah. fine yeah he's doing fine let's not blow his ego out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mustache was a mistake everybody i shaved it off <laughs> i lost some weight uh you know hair's a little shorter yeah feeling good but i do i do need that as well certainly yeah didn't get enough of that in rehab <laughs> Yeah, you weren't humbled. Facilitators just like your brain's broken. <laughs> Get it together. Yeah, you're sadder than you think. <laughs> um, I don't know. Can we stop me if you don't want to talk about this? But I, you also started. A what? Job, <laughs> what am I doing now? <laughs> you also started an antidepressant. Yes, I did. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yep, yep. That was that was one thing that I agreed with that the PA said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was, well, I mean, and it's interesting cause you go in there and they kind of, they assess you and they're like asking, are you depressed? And it's like, well, I don't feel good doc. <laughs> yeah. PA. Wouldn't say I'm at the top of my game. Yeah. Any anxiety? Sure. Hey. <laughs> A little. Let's Yeah. Uh, and so he, he was like, okay, I'm going to start you on an antidepressant. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> Great. Like cool. I, I do. I don't. I can't say for certain that what I'm feeling is like a chemical depression that needs created, or if it's just my circumstances <laughs> at the moment. Right. Uh, but sure. Let's yeah. Let's go ahead and try that. And so I, I started that like four days in, and I've been on it since. And yeah. I mean, like I said to you earlier, you know, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. It can't be right up there. So right. yeah. Let's yeah. let's give that a shot. Yeah. I don't know what it needs, but it probably needs. It something. needs something. Yeah. 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 It's pulling right. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Watched a lot of football. Yeah. Mm -mm. And a lot of movies. You keep asking me if I've seen movies. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know I didn't watch movies, but we had movie nights. Yeah. Every night. Me and the gang. Awesome. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. Uh, but also don't listen to Nancy Reagan. Just check yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Check yeah. yourself. And don't white knuckle it. You can you can ask for help. <laughs> yeah, and have compassion with yourself and the people in your lives. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. That's an hour. That's an hour. I feel good about this. Um. I should let you know that I told you this a little earlier, but we had the rest of our D and D adventuring party on this podcast, and they were all given the opportunity to win a very special prize. Yeah. Um, and so someday that is coming for you. I'm excited. As, as a member of the party. Who administers it? I administer it, okay. but Paige is the proctor. 
Okay, got it. So we'll have to have her in here. Yeah. Um, we you'll you'll hear this when we uh when you listen to the other episodes, but we we really had a setup where it was like me and the guest, but then Paige was also mic'd in the studio. Oh, good. Providing commentary. Okay, good. So we'll have to have her on to round us out. I like and that. We'll go through that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I accept the challenge. Perfect. Uh. Okay. It'll be um, tailor made to your skills. It will. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are my skills? <laughs> not doing drugs. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> It's been going. It's all right. It's been going good so far. Yeah, so far it's been you know all right. Um, to video games. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, drive car. Drive car. Yep, I can do that. It's just three. It's just three games. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, so that sounds good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that. We'll have that made for you when the time comes. Um, but yeah, I I think we're good. Do you want to say the bye bye stuff? We can say the bye bye stuff. Okay. Bye bye. Wait, 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 wait. No, uh, thank you <laughs> to everybody. Thank you to Paige, as always. Thank you to all of my friends who hopped on some episodes with me. Thank you uh, to you listening for um, sticking around, listening to to what I made and continuing to listen to what we will continue to make together. Yep. Thank you to Kevin Bendick for our cover art. Thank you to Michael and Paige for our theme song. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. Okay. Just thanks then. to you and everybody. Yeah, thank you to you. Thanks You're for welcome. thanks for doing that. You're welcome. Thanks for going to rehab. You're welcome. All right. I do it again. No, right. just kidding. Well, d- well, if you needed, if to. if I needed to, for sure. Not recreationally. No, I wouldn't do it for fun. <laughs> that's right. for sure. Well, on that, I think all that's left to say <laughs> is good night, New York. York. We love you. Bye. Oh my God, Michael, when we were doing the friends one, I had to say the I love you and the bye, and it was so much. Oh, that's too much. <sighs> I'm glad I'm back. Yeah, me too. My friends and I podcast, they're talking friends for the rest of us.